Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you better than that. Give him praise. Go on, worship him. Worship him. We bless you, O God. Oh, we exalt you. We worship you. For who is there like unto you, O God? There is no one like you. Our soon and coming king, our ever-present help, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the rose of Sharon, the excellency of Israel, the lily of the valley, the best and the last, the all-consuming fire. We worship you, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Ruhi, Jehovah Mekidesh, Jehovah Nisi. We bless you, Elohim, the uncreated creator. We worship you. We give you praise on this last day. We join the hosts of heaven to declare that you are God and God alone. There is no one like you. Heaven and earth adore you. Even angels bow before you. Mighty God, we worship you. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. We come to the end of what is really the start of a journey. Uh, because it is not the end. It is just the beginning of, of a journey. We've had a wonderful time in God's presence, uh, constantly worshiping God for um, 24 hours every single day. Um, and in another hour and a half, uh, it would be exactly um, 24 hours a day for 21 days. Um, we've had some amazing... Go on, yes, you can appreciate God. We've had some, some wonderful ex exhortations at every watch uh, by our leaders. Um, and we're grateful to God for the level of commitment that our leaders have shown to be here at odd hours of the day to lead every single watch. We're also thankful for the incredible job that has been done by our multimedia team. Day after day. Um, 
Even at night while, some of, while we were asleep, some of us, the multimedia team was ensuring that everything ran like clockwork. And what can we say about the commitment and dedication of our worship team, the tribe of Judah, day after day. And we have, um, we have had some amazing reflections um, answering that question, who is this God? This God that we've spent 21 days worshiping. We have heard that God is faithful. We have heard that God is the Almighty, the Creator. We have heard that He is the God of the, of the second chance. We have heard that God is good. We have heard that He is the Lord, our peace. We have heard of, of Him being the omniscient God. We have heard of Him being Jehovah Rapha, our God who heals. We have heard that he is the ever-present God, our all in all. We have heard that he is our shepherd, my good shepherd. We have heard that he is Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. We have heard that he is the light of the world, the light of God. We have heard that he is the God of grace. We have heard that he is the God who sees El Roy. We have heard that he's the God of grace. We have heard that he is Jehovah Shalom, the God my peace. We have heard that he is the word, God who is the word. We have heard that he is the faithful God. We have heard that, that he's the God who is mindful of us. We have heard that he's God, our overwatch. And then we have heard that he's the God who raises the dead. And you, you, you just need to celebrate all that, all that. You need to celebrate all that. Hallelujah. And when I started the, 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 this segment, the reflection on the 6th of June... Um, I, I started with a reflection on God is love. Now, when I did that reflection, what I know now about God's love, I had no idea about. So in 20 days, God has totally changed my thinking, my revelation of his love. And it's interesting because as I sat through this pursuit of God. And it's been a different pursuit of God for me because I've been battling with a terrible viral infection. I was convinced it was COVID. But after four tests, even my GP told me that I'm, I'm, I'm paranoid that it is COVID. I should go and rest. I, I got a word of God from my GP, who is probably not a Christian, to say it's not COVID. But because of that, I have not been as active as I would normally in this pursuit of God. But I feel there was a reason for it, because all things work together for good, for those who love God and who are called according to His purpose. And what would be the reason be? I feel that God wanted to stop me in one place to begin to explain what I feel is totally foundational uh, to our Christian faith. And for me, answers a lot of questions that I have posed about my faith, where I am, 
where the church is and where the body of Christ is as a whole. And so I want to end with the same reflection that I started with. Um, it's a reflection that in all the reflections that we heard, the God who raises the dead, God the overwatch, God the word, Elroy, the God who sees, God of grace, God of peace, and all the re reflections, they all stem from this first reflection that is now the last reflection. God is love. And let me put this scripture on the screen. Um, 1 John, 1 John 4, verses 7 to 10 in the Passion Translation. 1 John 4, verses 7 to 10 in the Passion Translation. Those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from you to one another, because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. The one who doesn't love has yet to know God, for God is love. The light of God's love shined within us when he sent his matchless son into the world so that we might live through him. This is love. He loved us long before we loved him. It was his love, not ours. He proved it by sending his son to be the pleasing sacrificial offering to take away our sins. Now, I, I suppose, I believe we will expand this um, as we go on this next stage of the journey. Because if we can receive a revelation of God's love, which I thought I had when I shared on the 6th of June, which I concluded as I journeyed in this revelation that I had not even started. It is the catalyst to our Christian faith. It is what makes the difference between the early church and the church now. It's what makes the difference between a, a selfless, sacrificial Christian life and a, and a Christian life that is focused on getting things for me, for myself. Just a couple of things from that scripture as a reflection. Number one, everything God does in one way or another expresses his love. Everything he does. If God judges, it's an expression of his love. God's righteousness is an expression of his love. God's holiness is an expression of his love. There is nothing that God does that does not express his love. So some of us might find ourselves in challenging and difficult places and we're wondering, God, where are you? In that challenge, in that difficulty, God is expressing his love, if only we can see it. There is nothing that God does that does not express his love. Amen? Number two, his love is not dependent on what we do. And someone needs a deliverance here. You can't earn his love by fasting more, by praying more, by being better. You can't earn his love by that. You know, the, 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 the religious mindset feels that if I am very good, then I can earn God's love. No, whilst we were so bad, he loved us. So that you can't be so good to make him love you more. Amen? Does somebody understand that? It's the second thing. We don't earn his love. So we're not trying to earn stripes. 
uh, he loves us, period. Number three, he has proven his love. Somebody says, how did he do, do prove that love? He sent his son. Now, of course we know that in a mental sense. But have you paused to think about the sacrifice that was for God? Now, Jesus paid a price. But do you realize the price that God paid? What kind of love did he have that would make him pay that price? He, he doesn't have two sons that are begotten. He has only one begotten son. And he loved you and I. Forget about the person next to you. This is about you. It's a very personal thing. He loved you. You. He loved you to the extent that he allowed his only begotten son. That was his own sacrifice. To allow him to come and die that gruesome death and take on his wrath and anger on himself for you. Can someone reflect on that just for 30 seconds, please? That that was for you. Not for the whole body of Christ. Yes. But he had you on his mind. When he, when he thought, I will pay that price, he has proven his love. Amen? So let's never underst underestimate the sacrifice his sacrifice in doing so. One more scripture and then we end. Ephesians 3, verses 14 to 19. Now this is a prayer Paul prayed that I pray will form a, a part of our prayer life as we ask for this revelation. When I think of all this, the New Living Translation, I'd love to read it from one or two, but there isn't time. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and earth. Now, what is all this that he's thinking about? Um, if you read the preceding chapters, all this is the revelation of the mystery of the church, of you and I. When he thinks of all the, as, the, as the mystery of the church, the plan and purpose of God to use you and I to fulfill his plans, as it is revealed to him, he says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. The King James Version or New King James Version will say you will be rooted and grounded in the love of God. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. I'd love to read this from the Amplified Classics. For this reason, seeing the greatness of this plan by which you are built together in Christ, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that father from whom all fatherhood takes his title and derives his name. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your inmost being and personality. May Christ, 
through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth and length and height and depth of it? That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. That you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body holy filled and flooded with God himself. Now, what, what, what do I want you to take away from that very quickly? Number one is that it is something to be seriously prayed into. Yeah? Paul says, I, I just had to fall to my knees to pray for you. And what was he praying? That we will be empowered by the Spirit in our inner man. That something will happen that is not natural. Now, that's what's been happening to me for the last 20 days. That there'll just be some illumination, some light, some revelation. You know, my wife will testify that that's all I've been talking about. It's like Eureka. It's like a light bulb moment. I've been saying to her, I get it. I get it. I get it finally. This is what it was about. This is what was causing the sluggishness. This is what was delaying the church. This is what was hampering the church. That we have it in our mental, in our mental realm. But that combustion, that illumination, that light that shines in a person that brings revelation of something, that still has to happen to a lot, to a lot of us. So, of course, it starts by prayer. Now, when we pray like that, something happens in us. The spirit that's in us begins to fill us with knowledge and revelation. We read the Bible and suddenly, like, like was happening to me, as we're hearing the God who raises the dead, the God who sees, and the, and the God of faith, the God of grace, and all I could see was the source of that is God's love, is God's love, is God's love. Can someone say amen? Amen. And then, and then what then happens, what then happens is that you are rooted and grounded in God's love. Now, life is full of challenges. Believe me, life is one challenge after another. Let nobody kid you. But we are not supposed to break with those challenges. The challenges might bend us, but because we are rooted deep, we are not blown away by those challenges. We bend and we sway with the challenges that life throws at us. But like those children's toys, no matter how, how much it bends you, you're going to snap back up because your roots cannot be reached. And those roots are in the love of God. It's the love of God that allows you to go through the trial of the loss of a loved one, a sickness, an affliction, where, the, where your life seems like it's falling apart, where the dreams are not coming to pass, where something you're waiting for, it seems like it's gone. It's the love of God. You just know that God loves me. I know that, and it's not a matter of my mental realm. It is practical. We have experienced it ourselves. It is beyond knowledge. Knowledge is what I read, but by experience, by, 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 by the Spirit of God making it real, it has come alive. It encases my life. It holds me. There's nothing that can snatch me out of the grip of the love of God. Can someone say amen to that? And then, 
It is also what allows me to obey God. Because you've tried, I've tried. But we keep falling short. And this was one of the things that I said to God. For how long will we keep falling short? And God said to me, it's because you haven't tried it in my love. John 14 verse 15, the Passion Translation. It says that we are empowered by his love to obey his commands. Yeah? And so what is my prayer for you? It's the same thing that Paul prayed. It's the same prayer I pray for myself. That we come out of this pursuit of God and it, can't, it won't be business as usual. That God will, God has a people who by their act of worship have opened up themselves to say, God, I want a revelation of your love. Because you see, if he doesn't give you that revelation of his love, then it's impossible for you to love him and it's impossible for you to love others. It's an exercise in futility. But when he gives you a revelation of his love, when you understand the length of his love, the breadth of his love, the width of his love, the depth of his love, when you comprehend and grasp it, not in your, men, in your mind, but in your spirit, it totally changes your Christian walk and your life. Can someone say amen? Amen. amen. Father, we just thank you for that revelation. Like Paul, oh God, I pray that that will be the fruit of this pursuit of God. A church that has a revelation of your love. Father, not what we know. Father, what we know is, not, is nothing. But what your spirit can reveal to us, each one of us. Let each one of us experience it practically. Let, let it be that we are rooted and grounded in that love. Let it change how we behave towards each other. Let it change how we express our love to you. Father, that revelation can only come from your spirit. Holy Spirit, we are totally dependent on you in this next season to give us that revelation of that love. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus.